Welcome back to season three of the Human Experience Podcast, hosted by me, Kiara Marie. I am a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, functional nutritional therapy practitioner, and root cause protocol consultant. I'm here to share my human experience as well as have powerful conversations with the leaders in the health and wellness space. The Human Experience Podcast began because I truly believe our souls are here to experience a wide range of emotions, make mistakes, own our past traumas that led us to make them, and face our deepest fears in order to grow. The Human Experience is a conversation about self-development, conscious awareness, and normal human responses, and connecting emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual health. The Human Experience promises to deliver authenticity and diversity. The Human Experience community is a group of humans doing the work so they can live their lives to their fullest potential and are here to break intergenerational family patterns so generations to come can too. At The Human Experience, we're diving deep. Thanks so much for tuning in and enjoy the show. Hey guys, I wanted to come on here and talk to you guys about a little self-reflection that I have been doing these past couple weeks. I guess from an outsider's perspective, it would look like I have been second-guessing myself. This episode is for you if you feel like you have been too rigid with your health decisions, ways of eating, and lifestyle because of the opinions of friends, family members, loved ones. Um, I want to take you through the process of me coming to the conclusion that I'm not second-guessing myself. This is just a lot of self-reflection and how... I've decided that I am not too rigid. Um, This was actually like a a huge epiphany for me. Um, So this episode is for you if you feel like, um, you know, you're getting a lot of backlash from those people in your life who matter to you. And, you know, this has been something that's ongoing for a very long time for me because, you know, it kind of shocked the world. Um, and when I say world, I'm talking about my my close family members when I started diving into alternative medicine and holistic health um, and just other ways of living that went against the grain of everything they've ever been told and taught. And now I'm like the black sheep of the family uh, kind of thing. <laughs> um, but I think all of my self-reflection or second guessing can definitely stem back from childhood wounding. Um so I want to take you through like what that was and how I'm healing that. And um, again, how I came to the conclusion of me not being rigid with these health decisions. So we're going to travel back in time a little bit today. So Kiara in 2012 was someone who very much needed external validation from those around her. She couldn't do anything by herself. She didn't want to go to the store by herself. She didn't want to go to the bathroom by herself. She couldn't be alone with herself for more than five minutes, you guys. Um, I did not enjoy my own presence. I was scared. I did a lot of people pleasing and um, never knew how to say no uh, never set any boundaries. I had a lot of pent up anger inside of me. I didn't know how to release it. I went through very deep, deep, dark stages in my life then. And that's the first time I actually experienced depression and anxiety. And I had no idea how to even handle it. Actually, no, I take that back. Um, I had spells of anxiety in high school from like breakups and stuff. And that's the first 
I didn't even realize what was happening then, but that was the first time that I had a a panic attack, anxiety. Um, And in retrospect, I'm like, oh my gosh, this really started at a a very, very young age. Um, But even further than that, like I was this child who very much clung on to my mom and hated seeing her out of my sight. Like I was just a very, um, you know, attached baby and, you know, very opposite of what my brother might have been. He was someone who was um, not avoidant, but he was like, okay, being on his own from a very, very young age. And I, on the other hand, like had to be with my mom or my dad or my grandmother and anyone else who was a stranger. Absolutely not. Um, and that carried through childhood when I was, um, going to friends sleepovers, I was very afraid and would call my mom in the middle of the night and have her pick me up. And that almost went all the way up until high school. And then like things started to unfold for me. I started getting more comfortable with friends and then college came and it was, that was like, I mean, layers ripped open. And for the first time in my life, I had this freedom that I didn't know what to do with. So that led me to Kiara in 2012, who was very depressed and anxious and sad and depressed, but also had these very extreme highs because um, those were the moments where I was with my friends and I was drinking and I was having fun and, you know, making poor decisions which weren't poor at the time, I'm very much grateful that I had, you know, these moments in my life that will forever remain a memory and happy memories too. Like, um, I made some awesome friends and they might not be my friends anymore, but I'm very grateful for, you know, their, um, their friendships and, and shaping me into the woman that I am today. Um, very grateful for everyone who's come into my life and and who's left my life as well. Um, And then we fast forward to Kiara in 2021. She is in alignment with the life that she's always wanted to create. She's in alignment with her feelings and emotions and she honors them. She has reached rock bottom multiple times. She has been through many quote unquote spiritual awakenings and you know, each one of them has looked different and she's had epiphanies in every single moment of those, um, spiritual awakenings. And, um, she's crossed paths with people who have quote unquote woken her up. And I don't know why I'm speaking in the third person, but I feel like I'm talking about Kiara in 2012 and Kiara in 2021. Um, but she's healthy. She's energized. She has vitality in her. She's, she's not afraid of disappointing anyone. I don't want to say that's 100% perfect yet. I think there, if anything, I have a fear of disappointing myself. um, And I can get really, really down and hard on myself. And I try not to beat myself up. Especially now, like as an entrepreneur. um, And then now I'm having, you know, this responsibility of serving clients. And there's just a lot of pressure. And I definitely do feel that weight on my shoulders. um, And at least I'm aware of that, right? I always like to tell my clients, like, we are all going to have our flaws. We're all going to have our stressors in our life. But as long as we're aware of these things, we can make the right choice in that moment or the day after and moving forward. Like, I just sit there and reflect sometimes. I'm like, this used to be so hard for me two years ago, but look how easy it is for me now to say no, to set a boundary, to practice gratitude all throughout the day. 
Um, whereas before it used to be so hard and difficult to really just step outside of my body and know that there's so much more to life than just my chronic pain and struggles. Um, I think when we focus too much on that, everything becomes amplified. One thing I learned before the pandemic hit, or it was like right at the beginning of the pandemic, um, I learned to zoom out of my problems. The more I zoomed in, the more pain and suffering I created for myself. And that goes for anything, guys, especially for like the chronic health community. Um, the more we zoom in on these symptoms, for example, when I was really, really sick, I had a lot of bloat and discomfort and I was just a pain. It was just this, this horrible pain that I just, I could not knock for the life of me. And I was desperate and nothing worked. And now I have all the answers that I think I need. Um, I know how to help women terminate those digestive issues and the bloat. But at the time, I didn't have what I, the knowledge that I have now. And, but if I could tell myself two years ago, like, to zoom out, I think that's what I did with the with the help of Dr. Joe Dispenza. Um, you know, when we take ourselves, and Eckhart Tolle, when we remove ourselves, remove our identity away from our illness, and we focus on other things, focus our energies on helping others and serving others, then I think that's really helpful. And with time and patience and gratitude and grace, and of course, the right tools to heal your metabolism and your, your bloat and hormone imbalances, those things will slowly dissipate. And the biggest thing is going to be removing those toxic stressors. Anyway, you guys, I'm getting off on so many tangents. Again, these are just my, like these solo episodes are just my thoughts. Um, I'm just kind of going with it. But again, the whole point of this episode is for me to help guide you to self-reflection rather than second guessing yourself, especially when it comes to health decisions. Um, so my childhood wounding, wounding, pretty much was like, you know, I was told I was perfect and I was beautiful and I was glorified for my external beauty. And, you know, of course we want to, when we're little girls or little boys, we always get told, oh my gosh, you're so cute. And, you know, I think that's all good and normal, but I think also saying things like, you know, what internal beauties we have and amplifying those, um, because, all of that has definitely played a role into my life and how, you know, I appear, um, externally and, you know, how I show up, um, everything had to be perfect. I remember when I was in second grade, I won this national handwriting competition because my handwriting was so perfect. I remember vividly stacking my journals on the side of my desk so perfectly. Everything was in alignment and nothing was out of order. If it was out of order, that gave me anxiety. So a lot of like OCD, like everything is just perfection, 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 right? And so this fear of like people pleasing, um, or not people pleasing, I guess I should say, um, you know, when you have a loved one or a family member or friend telling you like, Hey, like just chill out a little bit on, you know, you know, why are you XYZ crazy about, you know, uh, vaccines or the way you want to give birth or like, oh my God. Um, it can lead to a lot of questioning, like, oh my gosh, should I just like stop or like, am I being crazy? Uh, 
I don't know what they're saying kind of has a valid point and that is so true what they're saying is so valid for them because this is all new information to them at first we have this fear of the unknown and that is okay and I think it's okay to have compassion for people who are questioning you and remember they're not there to attack you those people in your life that you so badly care about their opinions for care about you They care about you very deeply and that's why they're having these conversations with you. If they didn't care, they would just nod their head and look the other way. I want you to know that. Um, So when we compare Kiara in 2012 to Kiara in 2021, you see a lot of differences, right? And in between that time, I was even in more pain. I was on a path to self-discovery, I was in plenty of rabbit holes of information trying to figure out what the hell was wrong with me. Why me? Why me? Why me? I've definitely played victim. Um, And then I had like a, a, a spiritual awakening. I was like, why not me? This was for me. This all happened for me. And there's just like so much gratitude that filled every single cell in my body. And that helped me out. Knowing that every single thing that happens, quote unquote, to us is happening for us. And if we just learn to trust that and just surrender, that's the only thing we can do. We can hear, we can listen, we can say, we can do, we can take action. Um, If we sit there and play victim to our lives, you know, that's not, that's not living a life at all. That's having things happen to you. You're not in control. You're in the passenger seat. Um, So health matters to me because that is what got me through the deepest of darkest times. That's what led me to become the woman I am today. And I feel like that is a hell, like the Kiara 2.0 is not that she's better than Kiara 1.0. I think Kiara 1.0 needs to be, she needs to know that she was loved now when I didn't love her at all, I actually hated looking at myself in the mirror every single day. Like now I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, there's so much love and joy and peace and harmony with myself, like connecting my mind and my body and health got me there. Nourishment got me there. Nourishing my mind, my soul, and of course, nourishing myself with yummy foods. And if I wasn't conscious of making those health decisions, Who knows where I would be today? Who knows if I just ignored everything and continued to eat the way I was eating, drink the way I was drinking, live the way I was living. That was not a metabolically supportive lifestyle at all. And that led me to experience even more anxiety, more depression. We have to make the connection between food and and mental health issues, you guys. It does have an impact. When we talk about the gut-brain axis... What's your microbiome like? You know, what kind of foods are you eating? What kind of words are you telling yourself? When people come to me asking about like, hey, I'm new to this pro-metabolic lifestyle of eating or way of eating. And I'm like, okay, that's great. Like you're doing all the right things, yada, yada, yada. Um, But they're not like seeing the results they want to see. You know, then we have to ask, you know, what kind of lifestyle are you living? Are you watching TV a lot? Are you on your cell phone all day? Um... You know, some people have desk jobs, like myself too. Like I'm on the computer pretty much all day, but I do schedule time away from it because it's important and making sure that my nighttime routine is, is awesome because that blue light does have an impact on our health. 
you know, living a metabolically supportive lifestyle is not being rigid. It's nourishing yourself so that you can live a life that you want to live. People are always complaining about energy, having low energy, brain fog, poor concentration. Okay, you don't want those things? Do something about it. And that's going to require giving up some things and trading them for something else that actually serves you. What's wrong with that? You have to think of the people who are coming to you. Are they in good health? Are they are they someone who is choosing things that actually serves them? You always have to like, take that into consideration. As much as you love someone, you need to also take into consideration where they're coming from, you know, versus like the things they want in life versus the things you want in life. The things that I want in life are to feel healthy, to feel energized and fun and loving and bubbly. And I can't do that if I'm not living a metabolically supportive lifestyle, if I'm not going to bed before 10 p.m. at night, if I'm not um, careful about my drinking water, if I'm not doing regular self-care things that really matter to me, because if not, like I get thrown off balance and I don't feel myself. If not, if I'm not getting enough sun, sunshine in a day, I don't feel myself. And you know, that's okay. If not, if not everyone wants that, that's on them. But if you want that, that's okay too. Never let anyone tell you that your health decisions are too much and that they're too rigid. And don't force your ways of living onto others. I am so guilty of this. I don't want to say guilty, but I definitely do this because I care about my loved ones so much that I want them to be in good health. Like I see them complaining about things, so I want to help them. But are they necessarily asking for my help? No. My clients are asking for my help. My clients are the ones who care about their well-being and they're paying me money to help them get better, feel better, so they, they can feel how I feel. And that is going to allow them freedom in so many different ways of life. But if we force things onto people who don't want that help or who are not ready to open their minds or see that help, receive it, um, then that is a problem. And that is something I have to continuously remind myself because being an educator and having authority in this space um, it's easy for me to still be in that coach mindset, that practitioner mindset when I'm around my loved ones. And um, I know what's good for them. I can see it from an outsider's perspective, but if they can't see it, it is going to do them no good. So I have to, we have to remember that guys, when we have our loved ones and they're not ready to make a big lifestyle change yet, don't force it on them. And if it's, whether it's vaccines or, um, a way of giving birth or a way of eating or moving their body or getting to sleep earlier, whatever it is, staying off their phone, don't force it on it, force it on them, lead by example, because that is crossing their boundaries. And they may have not even set their boundaries, but I just don't want to be that person to cross someone's boundaries when they're clearly not trying or not wanting to do what I'm telling them to do. It's not going to work. It's not worth it. So that's where I need to work on as an educator. I need to keep it to the people who actually want to make these lifestyle changes. Um, 
But remember, health matters to me because of the choices that I make. Kiara in 2012 versus 2021, I believe now she's actually making choices that actually serve her. She's choosing people in her life that actually want to be there, are not running away from her, and are actually teaching her something and helping her become a better person. And they're in alignment with her path, at least for now. She's choosing better relationships. She has a healthier mindset. She has prettier thoughts. She's creating the life that she's always wanted. And she has a positive outlook on life versus a negative outlook on life. And remember, poor health is a stressor, you guys. Poor health is a stressor. And I want to emphasize that because when we talk about stress in our lives, some people will come to me and like, yeah, no, I'm not stressed. I'm fine. Um, then we look at their health. I'm like, oh my gosh, well, your body's stressed out. Your body's really stressed out. Um, and that can usually accumulate from years prior. No one leaves this earth unscathed. We have to remember that. And stress is inevitable, but we also have to improve our stress response, right? These things happen. Stress is inevitable. Um, We experience daily stressors, financial stressors, family stressors, um, emotional stressors. It's important to address them, improve our stress response. And at the same time, simultaneously, make sure that we are also reducing the stress in our bodies. We only get this this bucket, right? This one toxic bucket. And if that's overflowing because of the, the 20 chemicals that you put on your body every single day, you know, we have to look at our makeup. We have to look at our, um, especially as women, makeup, um, body care, skin care, body wash, shampoos, conditioners, cleaning products, the water that we're drinking, um, what else? The air in our homes. Um, then we get into electromagnetic frequencies and the thoughts that we're thinking, the words that we're speaking to ourselves. Like, are these toxic thoughts that you're having on top of living in a toxic environment and flooding your body with toxic chemicals? Like you guys, we leave, we lead, sorry, we lead very toxic lifestyles these days. And just Living in modern day America, everything has been industrialized, mass produced, things have to come out quickly. Um, you know, it takes chemicals to do that. Um, and sometimes things are a little bit more inconvenient in order to be safer about certain choices. Um, but it doesn't that doesn't necessarily have to be the case too. Like I have clean makeup, I have clean body care, I have clean household products, and they all work just the same, if not even more effectively to me. Um, and it's worth it. Um yes, I have to do I do have to have like an electromagnetic frequency blocker in my home, um, on my phone, on my laptop. I do have to make the conscious effort to speak nicely to myself on a daily basis. Well, I mean, not so much anymore. I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, there are moments where I can like definitely beat myself up. And in those moments, I have to practice what I preach, right? Um, but for the most part, like I think I've come a very long way and I don't have to necessarily try as hard because I feel very, very happy and content with where I am right now. But that doesn't mean I'm going to stop learning. We're always students in this thing called life, right? Um, whether it's relating to my career, life, relationships, the world, so many things. 
Um, so to end this episode, I think that no one should be able to tell you, I mean, they, they do have the right to tell you how they feel about your health decisions, but that doesn't mean you have to listen to them and you can always set a boundary there. You know, if the conversation comes up once, let it be clear. If it comes up again, let it be clear that they have crossed a boundary. And again, remember to not do that yourself. So with that being said, you don't live a rigid lifestyle. You live a lifestyle that supports you and your well-being and everyone else around you. Remember, if you're happier, everyone else around you can be happier too. I remember when I was in the depths of everything, I was struggling. I made everyone else around me miserable because I was unhappy. And again, health made me happier. So that's why health matters to me. And I just wanted to, I don't know, put that out there in case anyone else is struggling with that. Um, Again, these solo episodes are just my thoughts out on paper or on a recording. Um... So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and until next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Human Experience Podcast. I always appreciate your love via Instagram DM. So feel free to take a screenshot if you're listening and be sure to tag me on Instagram. And of course, if you feel called to, I would love, love, love to see you leave a five-star rating and review so that others can hear my voice too. Until next time. I wanted to take a brief moment to chat about the relaunch of The Nourished Method, which is my very own signature course that is 12 weeks long and it's going to look a little bit different this time around. So if you were with me last year, I launched The Nourished Method for the first time ever. Thanks so much to the women who joined and gave me incredible feedback for this round so that things can be new and improved. Things are going to look a little bit different. No weekly calls. Um, I feel like a lot of the women got a lot of the answers that they needed from the course and just communicating with me via Messenger and the Facebook community. So that's exactly what we're going to do this time around. We're going to have a private Facebook community where all your questions and concerns are going to be answered. I'll be in there every single day, so it's really no different. Um, The course will be dropped all at once. All 12 weeks of modules will be dropped all at once. You'll have the knowledge, wisdom, and tools that I have literally in this course. Um, You'll get trackers, um, meal plans, uh, supplement guides, um, grocery guides, literally so many things, checklists, like the whole nine yards guys. I'm not going to leave you out in the dark. I want you to succeed. I'm also teaming up, teaming up with some really awesome women in the field when it comes to movement and meal plans. You'll get set up with that. You'll get the whole works. Um, I'm really excited for this round you guys and the early bird special starting on February the 4th is $297 paying full. There's also a payment plan option for that, and the price will go up at the end of the week of the 4th um, to $4.97, so be sure to sign up early and let me know if you have any questions on Instagram.